In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear confirmands, Jim, Alice, Bill, Amanda, Tim, and Susan, and to all the saints of God, St. Paul's greeting is one of the most comforting, and especially for you, who have been studying these past months the six chief parts of the Catechism. For you will shortly stand here before the Lord and His Church and put your name to this faith, to this doctrine. You will confess the name of our Lord Jesus. And this is truly a wonderful day for you and for the Lord's Church. These words of blessing, of benediction, and greeting, and joy that St. Paul speaks to the saints of God in Corinth is very fitting then. So hear them again. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Paul, called by the will of God to be an apostle of Jesus Christ, and our brother Sosthenes, to the church of God that's in Corinth, and to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours, grace to you and peace. Grace and peace. From God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And then these words of doxology and thanksgiving. I give thanks to my God always, for you, because of the grace of God that was given to you in Christ Jesus, that in every way you were enriched in Him, in all speech and knowledge, even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. This text really says it all. It summarizes for us the joy of this day. For we are here today rejoicing not in the things that we've done, not in the things that we've accomplished, not in the things that we have achieved or even who we are, but we rejoice today in Christ, in His work. We rejoice that He has carried our sins to the cross, that He has suffered and died in our place, that He has died to win for us eternal life, and that He has sent His Holy Spirit to bring us that promise of eternal life. And by the Word and by the Spirit, He has given us faith in that promise, faith to confess His name before the world. He does this work for us and in us so that He can have us as His dear children and His friends. From beginning to end, from beginning to end, Alpha to Omega, Jesus does the work. Listen to how St. Paul says it. And as you listen to these words, give answer to the question, who is doing the work? St. Paul says, I give thanks to my God always because of the grace of God that was given to you in Christ Jesus. In every way, you were enriched in Him by all speech and knowledge, even so as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift. 
as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son. There is, dear saints, only one active verb in those verses. All of this All of the rest is passive. All of the rest are things that are being done to us. But there is one active verb that we are to do. And you know what that word is? Waiting. (laughs) That's as active as it gets. Right there in verse 7, as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. You you are simply waiting for Him and He is doing everything. Jesus is the one doing and working and giving and serving. It's God who is faithful and He will complete the work that He has begun in you and for you. It's that last verse that is especially poignant today. The, The verse that says God is faithful Because we might be tempted to think that on Confirmation Day uh, that the importance lies in our own faithfulness, in our own trustworthiness, in our own ability to make and keep a promise. But that's not what Paul tells us. It is God who is faithful. This is for our great comfort and our consolation. For He who does all things well, it's He who has called you into the fellowship of His Son and His church, and it's He who will keep you and who will sustain you and who will bless you and will forgive you until He has you before His face in glory and everlasting life. And that matters. It matters that our salvation is God's work and not our own. Can you imagine, can you imagine, if this gaining of eternal life were up to us, how miserable that would be? I'll tell you a story, and I'm sure I've told this at some point before, but perhaps it'll help illustrate the point. One day, uh, when Carrie and I had our older van, the serpentine belt, which is a piece of the car aptly named, I think... (laughs) The serpentine belt broke, and I went to the store, and I bought what I thought was the right size belt, and I put it in, and I got it all in place, and I got it tightened, no problem. The van started right up. The power steering worked just like it was supposed to. In fact, even the air conditioner ran, no problem. Everything was running fine, and and while it is true that there was a terrible screeching sound coming from the engine, never mind, I went in, and I told Carrie with a triumphant voice, I fixed the van. I fixed it. But for some reason, Carrie wouldn't get in it and drive it. <laughs> it wasn't until we took the van to, the, uh, to a proper mechanic and put in what he said was the right size belt <laughs> that Carrie was comfortable enough to get behind the wheel. And the point of this is that it matters who's doing the fixing. <laughs> it matters who does the work. And if it matters who fixes the car, what about our lives? What about our eternal state? Can you imagine if the Lord left it up to us? (laughs) If we were the ones who had to fix ourselves, if we were the ones who had to earn salvation, it would be terrible. You would never get in the car. (laughs) Never. But praise be to Jesus that he has taken up the job of our salvation. He'll do the work. In fact, he's done 
the work. It's finished even, Jesus says on the cross. With his blood and his death, the work of your salvation is finished. It's accomplished. Your sins are forgiven. Your death is defeated. Your life is eternal. And our Lord Jesus, who, who won for us those gifts of life and salvation, those gifts that He won for us on the cross, He is in the business of getting them to you this, in fact, is our whole Christian life that Jesus, through His Word and the work of the Holy Spirit, brings to us the victory of His death and resurrection. This is your baptism. Jesus adopting you as His own child, having you as His own dear brother and sister, calling you holy and pure, His friend. This is your hearing of the gospel, your absolution. It's Jesus bringing into your ears and into your heart the undiluted promise of the forgiveness of all of your sins. This is the Lord's Supper in which your dear Jesus feeds you His very body and blood and forgiveness. The gift that is given, remember, for you. The result of all of this. The Lord working the Father and the Holy Spirit and the Son of God doing all of these things for you, the result of all of this is, what St. Paul says here, is that you are guiltless. And this indeed is a wonderful word. Our Lord Jesus Christ, St. Paul writes, will sustain you to the end guiltless. You who were born guilty, stained with original sin, are declared by the Heavenly Father to be guiltless. You who by birth inherited the guilt of Adam and Eve and all of humanity, now by the washing of new birth are the inheritors of the Lord's everlasting life. You who by your life, by what you did and left undone, have heaped up sin upon sin, transgression upon transgression, iniquity upon iniquity, shame upon shame, wickedness upon wickedness, all of this has been heaped onto the back of your Jesus. He has borne your guilt and your shame and your sin and the punishment that you deserve. He carried it to the cross and suffered so that you wouldn't, so that you couldn't, so that instead of suffering, you would be declared guiltless, holy, perfect, forgiven, and that you would have this eternal hope forever and ever. All of your guilt is washed away, washed by the blood of Jesus. And you now stand before God as a holy one, as a saint, blessed child of His grace and gifts and promises. So, dear friends, dear confirmands, when you stand here in a few minutes before God and the church and you take your confirmation vows you are confessing nothing less than the work of Jesus Christ our Lord. That He has created you and that He has loved you and died for you and forgiven you and saved you and continues to bless you and keep you and love you and serve you. He does the work. And this is our great comfort and joy. 
Paul says. I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion in the day of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.